Chai there, Ryanator41 here, and today I'm... Wait, what? Where? Oh, okay, okay, okay. Chai, Chai there. there! Welcome to Cream and Sugar! <laughs> hey, Ryan! Yes? Who are you gonna call? Who? Guest Busters! <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. My voice cracked so bad. <laughs> We're keeping that. And intro music. Today we have a special guest. So Julia is doing all kinds of adulting things. She's gone. Nope, she'll be back. She is. She's got a lot going on, which you will find out in uh, the How You Brewin, possibly on the next episode, or maybe the one after that. We'll see how it's going. But in the meantime, I have a special guest who has not been on our podcast before, I don't think. And this is my brother, Ryan. You can check me out on YouTube. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You can check me out on YouTube at Ryanator41, F-O-R-T-Y-O-N-E. It's content that is very different from this. But I'm on it. But she is on it. I'm on that one, too. We'll talk about that more at the end, too. And in the mini-sode that comes out next Friday, because we're going to talk about that as well. Please don't let me forget to record the mini-sode. <laughs> All right, we will remember. Okay. Um. So, uh... We're going to talk about why, well, not why we're together. We hang out a lot, but why we're here today. <laughs> How did I get here? Um, we're obviously sharing one microphone, and my microphone is very specific. So if I'm ever talking from over to the side, it's because I'm over to the side. And it's because it's Ryan's turn to talk. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, anyway, before we jump into what we're doing today. Well, okay, so what we're doing today is um, Ryan listen to some of the podcasts which i don't hold against him because he doesn't love all drinks warm and yummy and so that's what we, that's what we make I, I only like some drinks lukewarm it, it doesn't matter how it tastes it can taste bad it's fine whatever <laughs> mid mid drinks yeah mid um so we have a selection of five drinks four of which we've talked about on the podcast one of which is just a personal favorite that i've mentioned that i think you will like um, and we're going to have a little taste test and I'm going to update him on all the history and direct him to our previous episodes for more information. So are you ready? Yeah. Are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> it's princess of the frog. Okay. <laughs> Before we get into that, how you brewing? I'm brewing great. How you brewing? More detail. Oh, I'm supposed to actually just. Yeah, no, we do a full life update. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm brewing great. I played, like, four hours of Minecraft today. Oh, man. And uh, got <laughs> netherite. Mm -hmm. Yeah, am I allowed to swear? I got a lot of <laughs> netherite. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Been, been crafting like a like a fool yeah. lately. Nice. How, how you brewing? <clears throat> I'm brewing good. I'm about to have a pumpkin spice latte decaf from Dunkin' while we watch... Over the garden wall later, so that's all I could ask. Actually, I'm pretty excited about all of these drinks. So is there olive in this drink? There's not olive in these drinks, no. <laughs> um but yeah, uh work has been eventful, but flying by. But I also feel productive, so I guess that's good. And I'm trying to think of what else has been going on. Like lots of stuff. But I don't want to talk about all this stuff until Julia's here because it's like Julia's involved in it, you know? So we're going to wait on that one. And I'm moderately in a reading slump, but we're going to see if I can fix that. So. Yeah, I mean, I can't read, so you're doing better than me. It's fine. It's, it's fine. cool. We'll get there. Um, the quickfire question of the day. What is your favorite warm and yummy drink, just of all time, but bonus points if it fits fall? Ooh, that's a good question. I mean, so this coffee place that i go to on campus sometimes has white cocoa mm. which i don't know if it's just the way they do it but half the time they just give me hot cocoa which is good but i don't think it's the same as white cocoa it's not <laughs> but the white cocoa that i had there was good and then the hot cocoa was it was all right it was pretty standard but the white cocoa how many times can i say cocoa cocoa you're gonna say it more. Cool, 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 cool. 
But yeah, that's kind of folly. A little bit. A little bit later. I mean, we have it right here. Not white, but... It is included in the roster. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My favorite drink, thank you so much for asking, is... <laughs> I know. Um, it's a, the pumpkin coffee from Duncan, which everybody knows anyway, because I've been talking about it for almost two months now. Pumpkin Duncan? The pumpkin Duncan. Oh, the Duncan pumpkin! <laughs> America runs on pumpkin! God, we are just giving them branding opportunities. <laughs> uh, please sponsor us. <laughs> us? Yeah. Please sponsor us. <laughs> um, sponsored by YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so with that, are you ready to jump into these five drinks that we have? I have prepared for you today? Am I? Well, three and a half drinks that I prepared for you, and a f- fourth one that I bought and updated, and then a fifth one that I just straight up bought. Am I? <laughs> yeah, 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 sure, sure. Okay, so, uh, drink number one. We're going to get the one that you're probably going to like the least out of the way. That's going to be the pumpkin spice latte. Oh, boy. Just if I swing the microphone over to you and you don't have anything to say, you don't have to. I mean, you're it's up to you. Please don't it. feel pressured. Okay. I, I will only. I, I talk a lot. Okay. Okay. So, um, basically what I've done is I've compiled a brief synopsis of the notes from previous episodes. So we covered the pumpkin spice latte in episode eleven called the PSLMAO. Oh boy! <laughs> if you would like to uh, interject anything other than oh boy, feel free to just grab the microphone. <laughs> I keep sw- we're sitting at a table swinging the microphone back and forth and I keep swinging it so he has the opportunity to respond and this is the response okay I'm- oh boy <laughs> I'm not mad about it I just want to you know make you comfortable as your host okay so uh basically a pumpkin spice latte is a latte right right so you have latte and then you add get this pumpkin sauce holy <laughs> Gotta bleep that one too. This is gonna be a very bleeped out episode. <laughs> Alright, wait, wait, wait. Holy smokes. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We actually okay, side note, when we were starting the podcast, we were trying to come up with coffee puns. Um, like is pretty close to like it feels like it could be a uh curse word. All oh, beans. You know, things like that. Um so anyway, it's a latte with pumpkin sauce and whipped cream. Um pumpkin sauce was going to vary from shop to shop. We used a Starbucks recipe, which is pumpkin puree, sweetened condensed milk, and then the pumpkin spice, which uh, usually includes cinnamon, cloves, allspice, and nutmeg, which is what you'd put into pumpkin pie. That makes sense. Um. So, okay, so um, obviously we get into more detail about that later. And I did cheat because uh, we are recording on a Friday after work. So I got the pumpkin coffee from Duncan with oat milk and then I just heated it up on my stovetop and added pumpkin spice. According, this is the history for you before we try the drink because I'm going to go through everything and then we'll try it and see what you think. Okay. Um, so according to Bustle.com, there were several local coffee shops in the Seattle area because that's where Starbucks started if you didn't know. What? Yep. The first Starbucks is in Seattle. Um, that also had a pumpkin spice latte uh, on their menu but most people agree that Starbucks is the one that perfected it, even if they didn't invent it. So <laughs> Starbucks already had at this point several holiday drinks, mostly like eggnog and mint and that kind of thing, caramel, um, prior to the pumpkin spice latte. But in 2003, they wanted to add something new. Pumpkin actually didn't perform very well in surveys about drink flavors. But according to company lore, because Starbucks has lore... Um, the Starbucks team gathered in the liquid lab, which is supposedly this place where they come up with the flavors, like where they can just play around with flavors, you know? Um, I'm picturing like portal. Mm, That makes sense. I was kind of picturing like a sewer, but like a little, (laughs) little, little bit cleaner. You know, that's, this is my liquid lab. I mean, a sewer, but a little bit cleaner is basically portal. When you put it that way. (laughs) (laughs) Um... Portal the video game, by the way. Portal potty. Portal potty? You do start in a potty. You do. It's the portal potty. All right. Your business is appreciated. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say that, say that one more time for the kids at home. Your business is appreciated. We might put that at the end of the episode, too. Um. So anyway, they were in this liquid lab, 
and they literally ate pumpkin pie while drinking espresso and they were just trying to think of like if the flavors worked and how to combine them um and so oh they wanted to also highlight like a baked good in a drink because that's kind of like a quintessential fall winter you know of like mm, baked stuff even though starbucks also has baked stuff but beside the point um and according to Seattle Met, they ultimately decided to focus on two main components, pumpkin and spice. Mind blown. What? Um, and then, so they obviously created the pumpkin spice latte, and then they released it in fall of 2004, and that's the, that's the short version. There's a lot more information to it, but that's in episode 11, not this one. I'd watch that movie. <laughs> About making the pumpkin yeah. spice latte? The history of the pumpkin spice latte. Imagine, like, someone has to, you know... It's like, uh, have you seen the movie Air about Michael Jordan and the Air Jordans? No. I imagine it'd be like that, you know, get Mark Wahlberg in there mm. and Ben Affleck and it's, yeah, not sponsored, you know. Uh, sorry, the writer's strike probably shouldn't talk about movies. I thought it was over. I think so. I, I think so. <clears throat> so anyway, that's all the info I have on the pumpkin spice. And like I said, we picked one up from Duncan and I ordered decaf and oat milk because it's how I work. And then I... uh added spice to it so we're gonna try it do you remember which container it's in yes it's oh that's right the okay. tall one we can just drink it out of the container if you want is this right why is the top warm and the bottom cold this is closed all the way and it's insulated oh it's not... <gasps> she just she just dipped her finger into the it, it spilled off the lid it spilled off the lid onto her finger as she was trying to dip it into the coffee oh and she has burned herself no more coffee for Allie today. We're not drinking it out of this, actually. Update, I have just felt the heat coming from the cup, and it, appear it appears to be as hot as the sun itself. Welcome back to Ryan Taste Test Hour. We are going to be trying some pumpkin spice latte from Dunkin' Donuts. In a Starbucks cup. In a Starbucks cup. I don't give a d Pepsi bottle, Coca-Cola glass. I don't give a d I'm going to try it first to approve the taste. I put in too much nutmeg. I think it's acceptable. You're not going to like it either way, so. Do you want more water as a chaser? We will see. Okay. I'm going to need to cleanse my palate between the drinks, so. True. Okay. It's also very hot. Okay. If you hear a girlish scream in about 10 seconds, that's because I burned myself severely. Oh, God, this thing is so hot. <laughs> Do you want an ice cube? It couldn't hurt. That's not an ice cube. That's like an ice. Berg. <laughs> you can laugh at the microphone. <laughs> you know, that's that's actually pretty good. Really? It's a little too... I mean... It's, it's very nutmeggy. I don't really love coffee taste, so it does have a little bit... Like, it is... You can tell there is a a bit of coffee in there. It kicks everybody. That's true. But it, it does taste good. It's like... It reminds me of... Oh, I'm trying to remember. It's like a certain type of cookie, but I can't. Ginger put... snap. Yeah, yeah. It reminds me of a ginger snap. Yeah. I couldn't. I couldn't exactly put my finger on it. It was more like a more extreme, flavorful version of a ginger snap. Pretty good. Pretty good. I intentionally put that down loudly to signify that we are done with that drink. Drink number one was a bigger success than I thought it would be. Oh, should I be rating these out of ten? Sure. I'd give that one a solid like six and a half. I probably wouldn't choose to drink it, but, like, if that was all there was, I would drink it. It also, to be fair, was not, like, peak pumpkin spice latte. I just didn't have the time or the energy to make that happen. So we'll try another one another day for, like, personal reasons. But as far as podcasts, it went pretty well. You decided to play God with the drinks. Yeah. And you felt you flew too close to the sun. I am the sun. Anyway, so... Moving on to drink number two. Quit sniffing. The <laughs> We're going to have apple cider. Woo! Woo! This is the, this is the, uh, the cheating drink because I just bought a great value bottle of apple cider. Not sponsored. Not sponsored. Um, so, the history. Well, apple cider, first of all, is apple with spices, basically. And prepared like a cider. Big surprise. Basically, take a look at that bottle. You see, she's got apples inside her. <laughs> Spicy. That's good. That's a good one. Thank you. Thank you. Um, 
Okay, so the drink itself uh, has actually come a pretty long way, a very long way, if you will. Um, Came all the way from Walmart straight to the fridge, (laughs) and now it's in our cups. Historically, the drink came a long way. Um, for anyone that hasn't had the drink, it's typically warm. We're in, we're drinking it cold, unless you want me to microwave it. But I, you know, it's good. It's good. <laughs> um, it's, it's typically a warm drink made from crushed apples and spices, and is usually served in the autumn. Big shocker. Um, but there are a few varieties that we discuss in the full episode that we are just not going to get into today because I don't have that kind of time. Um, do you want to guess what year apple cider is thought to have first been made? Apple cider? I feel like it's going to be like something really old, right? It's got to be. Take a guess. I'm going to say year five. Okay. I don't know. I don't remember the numbers, so I can't give you hints. Um, the, It's right here, but I don't remember it. It's invisible. It's invisible. Um. The exact date isn't known, but it's widely accepted by historians that apple trees were growing on the banks of the Nile River in 1300 BC and that they were made to make apple cider. Well, if you think about it, <laughs> I was kind of close. <laughs> I wasn't that close. I was actually very far off. In a cosmic sort of way, I was pretty close, though. So it's come a very long way, if you will. <laughs> um, so, a very, very brief history. It started in Egypt, spread to Rome, spread to the rest of Europe, spread to England when England got invaded, and then it came to the Americas when Americas got colonized. You know, that makes sense. Just hopping from empire to empire, it's going to get everywhere eventually. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, So, I'm going to skip to the Americas part because it's just a fun little tidbit story to tell you. USA! 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 <laughs> um... So, in the early days of the Americas, some guy decided after the Revolutionary War that he would travel west ahead of pilgrims heading west to explore new lands. And he would find decent places to settle, and he would plant apple trees. But these weren't like apple trees like, oh, here's a yummy snack. These were apple trees that were, the apples they produced were designed, designed, air quotes, um, for apple cider they actually were not good for eating they were made to let them sit basically when we made the apple cider before we made it in a crock pot but it came out really bitter because we had orange and the orange skin made it bitter which is why i didn't even try it again we're just going to go with the store-bought um but so they had these apple cider trees essentially cider apple trees and the guy that did all this traveling and planting them his name was johnny appleseed chapman Sounds like a Wattpad. Like, this sounds like a fan fiction. That that man was Kanye West. Have you never heard of Johnny Appleseed? That's why they named it The West, <laughs> is because Kanye went west. <laughs> she clarifies Johnny, quote, Appleseed Chapman. It was a nickname oh, because he was planting apples. Not that he was born, and his parents went, This kid? Gonna plant apples. Oh, see, I thought you were trying to tell me that, like, Apple itself was, like, named after Johnny Appleseed, and they're like, okay, well, this does have a seed, so <laughs> I think Appleseed sounds, that's, that sounds pretty good. That sounds good. No, do you not know, like, the American folk story Johnny Appleseed? Like, have you never heard that name? I mean, I, I always assumed it was, like, like Paul Bunyan. Is Paul Bunyan real? I'm going to look like an idiot if, if he is real. <laughs> <laughs> According to JSOnline.com, which is the Milwaukee Journal Centennial, according to a few sources, including an article on the History Channel website, Bunyan was an amalgamation of two Canadian lumberjacks, Fabian Fournier, who worked in Michigan after the Civil War, and Bon Jean, (laughs) a soldier in the Papineau Rebellion in 1837. Papineau? Papineau? Papineau! Papineau! Um, so yeah, so that was Johnny Appleseed. And, uh, there's a lot more to the history of apple cider. All bunions where the food is good. But not too good, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm, I'm glad you remembered that. Yeah, of course I remember it. The enemy of the platypus is man. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, we covered apple cider in episode 12 because we were sticking to the fall drinks back to back. Um, and we called it brew like an Egyptian. <laughs> 
That's pretty good. So, would you like to try it? Yes. All right. They're already in mugs and it's cold, so. Yes. Oh, that's good apple juice. It's very good. It's cold, so even though it's apple cider, to me, it will be apple juice. Question for you. Okay. Because you probably would know the answer to this. Maybe. Is there a, a difference between apple juice and apple cider? Yes. Spices. Oh. Per our previous discussion. No, the I mean, well, you can see it in the bottle how cloudy that looks. Here, wait, I have a bottle of apple juice. We'll compare. Okay. That's apple juice. Allie has brought out a bottle of apple juice, and it <laughs> looks very distinctly different. <laughs> One appears to have spices, while the other appears to be juice. Très intéressant. So, uh, the ingredient label. Apple. <laughs> <laughs> Pasteurized apple cider, spice. Oh, it just says spices. Bruh. It's probably clove, star anise, cinnamon. Definitely cinnamon. It's down on the bottom. It's literally like... Apple juice. It says apple juice. <laughs> yeah. The... Acid. Apple juice and acid to keep Ascor it from going bad. Ascorbic. Ascorbic. Ascorbic acid. Parentheses. Vitamin C. Now I'm noticing that they are both 120 calories. <laughs> yeah. So pasteurized apple cider. Wait. The ingredient in the apple cider is already apple cider. So this is like extra spiced. So apple cider is usually like when you let the apple heat and you mush it kind of, whereas apple um, juice is going to be where you juice the apple. That's the difference. So it's a different kind of – of Process. it's a different way to extract the liquid from the apple. Yes. And then you throw a bunch of shit in it. Well, if I were to assume, this label does have a picture of what appears to be cinnamon, and uh, it does taste a little cinnamon in And a Star thing. Oh, and a niece, but no nephew. A little bit sexist there, if you ask me, but that's okay. Oh yay, chai is next. We gotta rinse out the cups though. You want to do the rinse? Yeah, sure. Okay, I'll talk while you're over there. Since all right, so um, you probably know. I know you know because you mentioned it earlier that chai is the Hindu word for tea. So saying chai tea is saying tea tea. TT Studios is the studio that makes the Lego games. Oh, I didn't know that. I'm going to call them Chai Chai Studios. <laughs> it's TT Games, but still. Chai Chai Games. Chai Chai Games. Um, so typically, the ingredients, and this is oversimplifying it, the ingredients in chai are going to be black tea, sweetener, milk, and spices. Okay? You with me so far? Affirmative. It's fun. I just like swinging the microphone around. Um. <laughs> There are several different types of chai, most of which are going to be based off of what spices you use. And every uh, household, especially in India, traditionally has like their own spice combination in a spice cabinet. And so, you know, it's like everybody's different. Um, <laughs> the history that we used a, a website called thebetterindia.com. And they said, like the history of any famous beverage, the origins of chai are steeped in legend. You want to hear the legends? Because they're fun. I would love to. <laughs> All right. So one story goes that chai was developed by accident when a Buddhist monk on his way to China observed the local ritual of chewing on a few wild leaves and tried it himself. On feeling rejuvenated, he decided to bring it back to India with him. Interestingly, tea is believed to have been first discovered by mistake 5,000 years ago when the emperor of China found tea leaves in his pot of boiling water. Known for his scientific curiosity, he proceeded to taste the drink and loved it, and before long, tea became a staple of Chinese culture. So it's thought that around that same time is when chai was brought back to India as well. Um, another legend has it that it was a king in ancient India who developed chai to remain alert during long court hour. Some historians also believe that Emperor Ashoka... We've been talking about the show. Um, two, had made it a part of his various peace treaties and court culture, a habit that eventually percolated down to common people. Do you have any comments on the name? If you haven't watched Ahsoka and you're a Star Wars fan, I would recommend it. It's a pretty good show. Not sponsored, but uh, 
I'm a, I'm a big Star Wars fan. Pretty good. Loki season two is coming out soon, like next week. Super excited. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um. Is this episode come out? Uh, Sunday. This okay. is coming out on October first. Okay, so then it comes out in four days. Okay. Yep. Um, a third legend says that San Giovanni Booty and its concoction. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which also brought a comatose Lakshman. I so apologize for pronunciations, but if you're here and you don't know that I can't pronounce anything, uh, welcome. You must be new because we do this every time. Um, alive in the epic Ramayana is the first chai. So basically it brought this guy back to life is the legend. Uh, interestingly, the shrub that finds mention in each of these tales is akin to Camellia sinensis, which is the shrub that all tea is made from. Like if it's not made from Camellia sinensis, it's not tea. Like chamomile is not a tea. Oh. Um, which there is a word for it. And we'll get to that in a minute. And anyway, in this tale, it was a magical plant in Hinduism that can heal ailments and bring back the dead. Um, so most so- sources say that chai, uh, originated in or originated 5000 years ago and some estimates say that it's closer to 9000 years ago so it's old long before time had a name <laughs> the first spinjitzu masters created chai <laughs> from a specific bush which i already forgot the name of sinensis that yep that's what i said yep <laughs> Um, originally chai actually did not include tea or caffeine, so it actually wasn't originally Camellia sinensis. Um, but when the British showed up to India in the 1900s, they heavily pushed black tea. What a surprise. So as tea and, so originally it was a drink made with either milk or water with the spices. Okay. And then the tea was added. So as tea and spice became easier to mass produce and distribute, chai continued to grow in popularity. And today it's estimated that about 837,000 tons of chai are consumed in India every year. You know, I would be surprised, but also there's so many people over there. It makes <laughs> sense. I mean, especially yeah, for a common common beverage. You know what? I think it should be more. It, we can make it more. We could break a million. Probably. It might be over a million by now. I don't know when that article came out True. or when that estimate was made. True. Um, and you're about to find out why it's real good. Like, I made it every night last winter. Ooh. So, do you remember what cup that one is, by chance? I can tell from smell. Here's this one. Let's see. Um, a note we did talk about in the original episode. Starbucks is not that far off. Um, from what I can tell, they mostly just use cinnamon, though. So this is made with a similar recipe from what we used before, which is going to be um, ginger and cardamom in m- half milk, half water, boiled on the stove, not boiled, heated on the stove oh. to the point of boiling, but not quite. And then add the black tea, ginger, cardamom, and let that steep for about like five to ten minutes and then add brown sugar to sweeten. Okay. And usually when you serve this, you would be pouring it back and forth to froth it up. But I don't feel like it, so we're going to do this. Okay. <laughs> Okay. That was a beefy one. It's hot. She's trying to kill me. (laughs) Right? (laughs) You can have the rest of this one if that's what you want. It's decaf. Oh, man, that's nice. I gotta wait for it to cool down a little bit, because I'm not used to drinking hot drinks, so... Mm -hmm. But it is... Oh, okay. Wait, yeah, I'm doing them out of ten, right? I forgot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I forgot to rate the apple cider. Uh, all right. Uh, we're we're gonna fix it in post. <laughs> I'm just gonna say the the rating for the apple cold apple cider. I'm still think it's it's apple juice to me though. For me, um, apple cider traditionally is hot apple juice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So for me, if I think of it as apple juice, I would give that like a solid like eight and a half. Because I just I like apple juice, but if I were gonna give if as like apple cider, needs to be hot. So like you know, minus <laughs> points there. I think it's gonna be like a seven. <laughs> I offered to microwave it. It's not the same, man. No, it's not. I paid good money for this apple cider. Uh, anyway, I'm getting distracted. This chai. Oh man, nine. Yeah. Like eight and a half or nine. Very good. Very very good. Mm-hmm. I knew this this one, and I think the rest of the drinks you're going to really enjoy. Um, 
What's holding it back from a 10, may I ask? I feel like it'd be really hard for anything to get a 10. Because it's also, it's one of those drinks where it smells pretty differently than it tastes. I think for me, because it does smell slightly different than it tastes, so I got to take a point off just for, it's it's misleading me, you know? Trying to make me think it's one thing that I taste it, and it's like way better than it smells, which it smells good, but it's like tastes even better and therefore i will take off points because you know if you're if you got it flaunt it <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs> uh -huh. oh no that's, that's <laughs> have some have some confidence man come on all right we're gonna skip around in my notes a little bit we're gonna do the chamomile drink next which is uh something we have not we covered chamomile on the podcast recently that was ep oh i'm sorry the chai was episode 20, which is called Chai There. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Hilarious. So, um. Roll credits. Yeah. Um, so, this, the next drink is going to combine chamomile and London fog. So, we talk about London fog in episode 16 and chamomile in episode 40. Do you know what a London fog is? Oi, bro, in it, that drink, it's a, it's Earl Grey with, with, uh, Milk and vanilla. Yeah, it is! Steamed milk, right? Yeah, did you look at my notes or did you know that? Uh, I knew that because uh, I remember when I was sick and had a sore throat and I went to go get tea and I called you and said, what do I get in my tea? And you said, get a London fog, but chamomile. Uh-huh. And uh, the coffee place that I asked for it from, they were like, I don't know what a London fog is, so I had to explain it to them <laughs> after you explained it to me. Uh -huh. <laughs> so... It's a great feeling, isn't it? Yeah. I just got a regular London Fog, though, because I felt like saying chamomile would have confused them even more. Mm. But I said Earl Grey, and they were like, what? And I said, tea? And she's like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, it is a, it's a Java coffee place anyway, right? Yeah, it was. it's on campus. They probably only give out, like, you know, just a espresso and, you know, a muffin every once in a while. Yeah, sounds about right. Um, I believe this is going to be the blue cup. Um, so you have had this before. I haven't actually made it at home with the vanilla. I just bought vanilla syrup, so we're going to see how that goes. I usually ordered at Starbucks. Yeah. It smells good. It might be too sweet. We'll see. Um, so a little bit about chamomile first. Chamomile, or chamomile, <laughs> is a flowering plant that looks like tiny daisy, like literally like maybe an inch from edge of petal to edge of petal daisies. Um and they derive their name from the Greek for ground apple because they, when they grow in the wild, they're supposed to smell like apple. Yeah. Now, if that were French, this would be called potato. <laughs> is, is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the pomme de terre. Um, there are two varieties of chamomile predominantly, German and Roman. You can listen to episode 40 to hear the difference because <laughs> there's a lot of differences and a lot of it grows here and not here and it might be this and it might be that. Um, but chamomile tea is not actually tea, like I said earlier. Um, any tea-like drink that's made by like steeping something like flowers and leaves um, and like herbal teas and stuff like that are actually called tisanes, hmm. T-I-S-A-N-E, um, and it's caffeine-free. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Which most herbal teas are, not all of them. Some other plants have caffeine, like yerba mate, which is a completely different plant. Um, and the first recorded use of chamomile was in 1550 BCE, but it has been used throughout history for drinking topical applications, like on your skin, for helping children sleep, for colic, um, for upset tummies in general, um, a whole bunch of stuff. And it also came from Egypt. So... And it also helps with a sore throat because it's a warm beverage. And, I mean, you know, milk, I guess, right? I don't know. I'm not a scientist. The scientist isn't here today. She's busy. <laughs> um, and so a London fog, like you already talked about, is Earl Grey with steamed milk, which is usually what you would make in a latte anyways, steamed milk, um, and vanilla, and sometimes lavender. Mm. Yeah. The first London fog I had had a lavender syrup in it, which was really good. Um, do you want to take a guess on where the London Fog is from? USA! USA! Close! USA's hat. Canada. Really? Yep. Um, I thought it was going to be London. 
I've been I've been bamboozled. I thought it would be London. Okay, so the generally accepted story is that this woman named Mary Loria in the 1990s uh, was living in Canada and was pregnant. And she used to walk to this coffee shop every morning to get coffee. But you're not supposed to have caffeine when you're pregnant. so she And not even really decaf, because decaf also has caffeine. It's just a lot less. Um, uncaffeinated never had caffeine to begin with. Decaf has had the caffeine removed to the best of our human abilities. Okay. Um, so she couldn't drink coffee anymore. And instead, she found an alternative by adding steamed milk to and vanilla to an Earl Grey, which, by the way, still has caffeine in it, but that's okay. Um, the baby died. <laughs> no, no, she's alive and well, and she's like a couple years older than we are. Oh, really? Well, yeah, she's pregnant in the 1990s. You said 1990s? I thought you said 1890s. I was, no. Like, she's like 120 years old. No. <laughs> <laughs> this was like a few decades ago. Okay. Um. And another site said she invented it in Vancouver in 1997. So it's a little unclear about exactly where, where, but the generally accepted idea is that it was this pregnant lady in Canada. Um, So when I go to Starbucks in the evening, which I've talked about before, and as I recommended to you, I get cam, I literally order a London fog, but sub chamomile for the Earl Grey and Starbucks knows what I'm talking about. So maybe it's just because I order it at the same one most of the time. Oh, Um, is that crazy? (laughs) Is that crazy London fog lady again? (laughs) Actually, no, most of the time, if it's somebody new, they're like, oh, that sounds pretty good. I'm like, yeah, I know. <laughs> um, so I made it with Earl Grey, not Earl Grey, with oat milk and chamomile. Not Earl Grey. Although the chai was made with Earl Grey. It was just decaf Earl Grey. <laughs> um, and that's what we're going to try. So. Nice. Yeah, so I guess we're not we're not having a London fog. It's more like a, like a Bristol fog. It could be a Roman or a German fog, since that's where it's from, or Egyptian. I was thinking, you know, because... I mean, the London fog's not from London. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like, just somewhere close to, like, a, I don't know, uh, Glasgow fog. So it's like, it's... Glasgow? Glas- Glasgow. Glasgow. Let's get a Glasgow fog. USA. <laughs> okay. Can I get a Cincinnati fog? <laughs> Gross. <laughs> it's smog. <laughs> Actually... In the London Fog episode, I talked about one of the great London smogs, where literally, like, it was like pea soup outside for a couple days, and, like, 2,200 people died or something like that. Like, you had to put towels under your doors because it was coming into your house. It was bad. Big bad. Well, because you couldn't see, like, we couldn't see this distance, so people would walk out. People were driving, first of all, and then people were walking in the street (laughs) getting hit. Anyway, side story. You want to try it? Would I... Strong vanilla. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. It tastes like a melted white chocolate Easter bunny. I was about to say this is more white cocoa-y than the white cocoa that I got at that at that place. Here you want the rest of this one? It's too sweet. I'm good. Okay. Oh man. That one. I I mean I like sweet drinks, but if it was like slightly less sweet, I think it would be a little better. So I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. Well, yeah, yeah. I figured that much. When you, <laughs> when, you said, when you said I put too much vanilla in it, I assumed it was a user error. All right. <laughs> but yes, solid 8 right there. Moment we've all been waiting for. Hold up. And we will wait a little longer. <laughs> Yes. You gotta have fixins. Yes. Okay, so <clears throat> the last drink is going to be hot chucky, which is what we did last year for Christmas, right? You can actually check out my vlog for oh, that. Yeah. Uh, Ryanator. Should have mentioned that up front. Ryanator forty one, F O R T Y O N E on YouTube. Uh, last year around Christmas time. You check out my vlogs playlist. I think it's probably like ninety, ninety eight. I think vlog ninety eight. Yeah. I love that you look at me like I'm going to know. <laughs> like, she was in it. We made gingerbread houses. We had hot chocolate. And uh, they were like pre-made and like snowman melty things. And it was it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Great time. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also a vlog of last Halloween where we carved pumpkins and did this, which we'll talk about more in the mini-sode. Oh, true. Okay, so hot chocolate. I'm not going to pour it yet because I want it to stay hot. Um, okay, so hot chocolate. To us is a warm, yummy drink that consists of cocoa powder, sugar, and milk, usually, right? Or like the packet. Uh, (laughs) This is not what it has always been. So the origin of hot chocolate, do you want to take a guess at where it came from? Or 
let me say, do you want to take a guess at what group of people created hot chocolate? White people be like. No. No. <laughs> I figured not. I mean, my assumption, it's probably in Asia, because most things are generally, if they're old, they're usually from Asia or Europe. But I'm going to guess... Are you reading the notes? No, no. I'm staring at the blank. Oh. Even though I know that's probably not. But I'm going to guess Russia. That is a solid guess, except you cannot grow cocoa beans in Russia very well. Um, So <laughs> hot chocolate is actually from Mexico and specifically the Mayans around 500 BC. Um. So they would grind up cocoa seeds and mix it with water, cornmeal, and chili peppers, which is why I asked earlier if you wanted to make it spicy, which we have elected not to do. She gave me a hint earlier, and I forgot. <laughs> I forgot. It's all good. I was going to add cayenne pepper because it's the closest I have. Um, Sounds like my Anne, too. That would have <laughs> been a pretty good hint. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it was mixed by pouring it back and forth from a, a cup to a pot until a thick foam developed, and it was usually served cold so it was cold chocolate to begin with it was just chocolate <laughs> chocolate drink yes <laughs> it was a yoohoo it was not um so when cortez we all know cortez uh, was it was trout actually i only know his name because of pirates of the caribbean <laughs> i was like i don't know who that is cortez um he's the one in pirates of the caribbean that like the treasure that they steal and it makes them skeletons like Barbosa, it was Cortez's cursed treasure. Uh, he was one of he was just one of the imperialism guys that was like, I'm gonna go kill everyone in my way, you know? Yeah, one of the like Well he he sounds Spanish, right? Yeah. So I think he was Spanish yeah, Spanish. Basically just rolled up and said, Tu es el muerto. We don't have the guy that took Spanish classes here either. Today he's with Julia. Um we took French. So anyway, so Cortez was traveling back and forth to Europe, and he brought cocoa beans and all the tools needed to make this chocolate drink with him. Although at this point, the drink was still very bitter, like dark chocolate kind of bitter. Because mm. it's the cocoa beans, not, you know. Um, so Spain eventually heated it, sweetened it, and removed the peppers. And... <laughs> Classic Europe. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um and the drink grew and spread from there. And in the full episode, which was episode 16, we went through uh, a bunch of different hot chocolates from different countries because every country is wildly different. So we talked about USA, Mexico. Actually, no. We talked about USA, Mexico, Philippines, Belgium, France, India, Italy, Colombia, and Hungary. So if you're curious about those, go listen to episode 16. Hungary, more like the Hursty, am I right? <laughs> oh, waka waka. So, um, today I made it just by heating up some milk and on the stovetop and melting some chocolate into it and adding a little bit of vanilla. And we're going to add marshmallows and whipped cream and cinnamon on top of the whipped cream. Woo. Would you like uh, a large marshmallow or tiny marshmallows that are stale? Try one of those ones that are stale. Go for it. See how stale. Are these from last Christmas? No, they're from... Oh, wow. <laughs> the problem is I only like wrapped up the bag and put a binder clip on it. That's the problem. These are probably from about the same time, but they feel so much better because they were in a gallon bag. I mean, they're going to soak up the chocolate. Yeah, I it'll be fine. I okay. I'm going to do the little one. I want three big ones. Um, add however many marshmallows you'd like. Oh, we're putting them in the bottom. Yeah. I like me some marshmallows, but we don't want to overdo it so I get the full flavor of the chocolate. Okay. Oh, don't worry. You're going to get the full flavor of the chocolate. So, have you ever had... I know you've had it at, like, Christmas events that we go to. Have you ever made hot chocolate not in a packet? The only... The closest thing was when we did it with the... The snow, the snowman, yeah, cocoa bombs. Oh, man. That smells like right. chocolate. Be very careful. It's very hot. Yeah, it's going to come out from under the whipped cream. You can hear the density in the clay. Yeah, that was... Okay. Holy cannoli. There you go. That's very good. Right? When I'm not making chai in the winter, I'm making this, so. Zooey mama. That's a tasty cup of cocoa. It's really easy. It's literally, what, milk and chocolate? Mm-hmm. It was milk chocolate all along? Yes. 
I literally bought one of those like two or three dollar bars, maybe five dollar bars of Godiva at Walmart. Mm-hmm. And I used like five of they, they come in tiny little bars. I used like five of them and a cup of milk and I put it on like medium heat and I just let it slowly heat up and kept mixing the chocolate so it didn't burn until it looked thick and correct. So okay. And then a little sploosh of vanilla extract just ups it a little bit. I like at, at Christmas time to put a um, candy cane in it as well. So we'll do this again at Christmas time. We'll make it homemade. But yeah, if you want to just make that all winter long. The mint flavor, which we don't have right now, but like speaking from experience, yes, the candy cane, adding that mint flavor mm-hmm. adds so much to it. But just because it can be improved doesn't mean that it doesn't deserve the score I'm going to give it. <gasps> A 10 out of 10. Yay! Let's go! <laughs> All right. Okay, I'm glad we did them in that order. That felt like a pretty decent, like, ramp up on accident. Yeah. It was It was kind of a perfect, like, I expected to like them all. And, I mean, to me, like, when I'm doing it out of 10, I feel like below a 5 is where I start to be like, you know, I don't like it. And everything was above that. So, yeah. Even the coffee. And I don't like coffee. So... Like generally, but that uh, ginger snap taste in coffee <laughs> was Good for your whipped cream and marshmallows. Ooh, I've been given a spoon for my whipped cream and marshmallows. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. Mm-hmm. It got kind of stuck in it. Sorry, mm. I told I told I said we have to be careful about not talking over each other. I meant me. <laughs> yes, very good. Molto bene. But you're not done yet. <gasps> we got a quiz. Oh. All right, so we are going to do a quiz called Answer 7 Fall Questions to find out which Halloween creature you are deep down inside. Do you have a guess on which Halloween creature you are going to be? Ooh, maybe, uh, well, depends how you want me to answer this, because if we're talking, like, realistically, I'm a skeleton deep down inside. <laughs> but uh, if we're talking <laughs> just, just, like, scary Halloween creatures, maybe a ghost? Okay, I feel like I would get into some ghostly shenanigans, you know? Yeah, poltergeist type sh- type stuff. Type some poltergeist type stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that whole thing's staying in there with a couple bleeps. Um, I'm gonna go. Thank you for asking. I think I would. <laughs> I think I would be. I feel like it's stereotypical, but I think I'm gonna go vampire. I just. I don't know. There's something about it. All right. Let's find out. Let's find out. Question number one. What's your favorite part about Halloween? Do you like corn mazes and pumpkin carving? The whole Halloween vibe? Candy? Or scary movies and stories? In recent years, my answer has kind of shifted. It used to be candy. But now that I'm an adult, I eat candy all year. (laughs) So... I, it's got to be the whole Halloween vibe. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's it's a vibe. It's literally, we're recording this in September. But we've got the vibes. We got the That's vibes. all we need. Usually we try to answer differently to get different answers, but I mean, it's the vibe. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. I have to open two tabs. I forgot. Usually we're on two separate computers. Amateur. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, you're the amateur for not having your own equipment. <laughs> all right. I'll be the second tab. You're the first tab. All right. What advice would the witch doctor say to you? Mm. Put conditioner in your hair before you shampoo. Don't trust the next person you see wearing red shoes. Sleep with a stick under your pillow every Saturday. Or next time someone knocks on your door, don't answer. Now, see, I have one that I want to say as the next time someone knocks on your door, don't answer. But also like Uber Eats. They could be dropping off food. That is a very good point. I have to answer. What if what if I accidentally ordered food and forgot about it, right? So mm-hmm. I'm going to sleep with a stick under my pillow every Saturday because then if they don't have food, they get the stick. Mm. I'm going to say I'm not answering my door because, one, I have a ring doorbell. So if you're knocking and not hitting the doorbell and you really need me, that's on you. And, two, I don't answer my door. <laughs> so <laughs> if they're dropping off food, they drop off the food. All right, question number three. Pick a candy. Would you like Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, Hershey's Special Dark, Pop Rocks, or Gummy Worms? Ooh. See, 
Oh, man. I'm giving very elaborate answers for all these. We, we always do. Okay, okay. <laughs> See, if it were just... Oh, man. The thing is, mm -hmm. my answer is, like, hanging on by a thread. Because gummy worms is an option. But if that said gummy bears, I would have picked gummy bears. Mm -hmm. But because it's gummy worms, I'm going to pick Hershey's Special Dark Chocolate. I didn't know you liked dark chocolate. I do. It's not my favorite type of chocolate, but... If it's the only kind of chocolate we got, it's the that's the chocolate I'm eating. <laughs> I also enjoy chocolate, but I also like peanut butter. So we're going Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Um, which Halloween song will you play on repeat this year? Is it Monster Mash, Time Warp, Ghostbusters, or Superstition? When you asked me the question, Monster Mash was the first thing I thought of. Mm -hmm. And you had not read the answer choices yet. So we're going happens. with Monster Mash. Okay. Because the thing is, about that, right? Uh-huh. All we know is that they did the mash, they did the monster mash, but... So, presumably, right, they're listening to a song, and it's not the song that we are currently hearing about the song. So we don't actually know what the real monster mash sounds like, or looks like. Because we see them, we hear them do the monster mash, but what's the song? To what? What are they dancing to? Just for fun? We don't know. There could Maybe there is no Monster Mash, and it's all in our heads. See, I presumed the Monster Mash was like a coordinated dance, like how you would do the sprinkler or the shopping cart. Like, there's not a designated song. Like, there are certainly songs like that, like Cotton Eye Joe and the Cha-Cha Slide. But, um, so I just assumed the Monster Mash was like the, the like a Harlem Shake, you know? Well, when you put it that way, doing the Harlem Shake, I mean... That's that's a perfect comparison, actually. You've completely solved my moral quandary. <laughs> Congratulations. <you've, laughs> that's a question I've had for many years, and it is gone. I like the time warp, because uh, as my college friends know, I watched Rocky Horror Picture Show four times in one day. So <laughs> we're, I'm going time warp. Again? <laughs> <laughs> Again? Mom's spaghetti? Uh, pick a family Halloween movie to watch. Would you like to watch The Addams Family, Hocus Pocus, It's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, or Nightmare Before Christmas? There's some pretty good options here, but I mean, I feel like I don't even have to think about it. It's going to be The Nightmare Before Christmas. You get two holidays in one. I know you could argue that it is a Christmas movie, but like, reasonably, I know people, you know, it's like a debate, but it's. I think it's both. You know, Halloween and Christmas. You get both vibes. If you go in looking for Halloween vibes, you're like, it's Jack Skellington and Oogie Boogie. And Tim Burton. And Tim Burton. But then if you go in... <laughs> Tim Burton makes his Halloween vibes. Yeah. And if you go in thinking of Christmas, because, yeah, there is, there's Christmas vibes. It's about a Halloween guy learning the magic of Christmas. So yeah. watch it for both. It's a good movie. I got a rock. <laughs> so I'm going... Uh, it's the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, which I actually haven't seen in years, and we'll probably find for this. I almost said Christmas because of the Nightmare Before Christmas. This Halloween <laughs> or this fall, rather, because I haven't watched it. In a... Hey, mom, do you have it on DVD? Mom. Mom. Okay, I'll text her in a minute. Um. Oh, topical. Pick a pumpkin to place by your door this Halloween. This is the fun part where we get to describe what we're seeing for people listening to this audio. <laughs> Format. So the first one is um a slightly more complicated classic. They're all jack-o'-lanterns. Uh, the first one has like lots of spiky teeth, little triangle nostrils, and then like fairly detailed eyes, more than like your usual. Angry. It's supposed to be. They're like angry eyes. It's supposed to be like like a spooky one. It looks like. Um. The next one is very cartoonish, and I'm not sure if that's actually the face of Boo. It is. Oh, okay. Right? Boo. Boo. Yeah, Boo. From Mario. <laughs> he's cute. Like, he's got his cute little sharp teeth and his little eyebrows and his round eyes, but it's not, like, overly complicated. Um, The third one is very Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, It's a winky face, first of all. So you got a round eye and then a little slit of the closed eye. A fairly normal triangle nose. And then your fairly normal mouth where it's, like, the square teeth going across it smiling. And then the last one is the super cartoony one where it's like big eyes and a big open mouth and he's got little carved eyebrows and hands. So he's going, ah, because the boo one is right above him. 
Yeah, the the last one kind of looks a little bit like an emoji almost. I could yeah. see that being like the uh like scared emoji or something. Mm -hmm. But um honestly, I feel like I have to go with the boo. Ah! Sorry. <sighs> scared myself. I have to go with the the ghost from Super Mario Bros. <laughs> can't can't bring myself to say his name. But generally, I I like to carve like a reference or something. Like last year when we carved it, I did a uh a Minecraft pumpkin, which I thought turned out really great. You can check that out in my vlog, Reiner41 on YouTube. How do you spell that? F-O-R-T-Y-O-N-E, no space. <laughs> but, yeah. Anyway, what would you choose, Allie? Oh my god, thank you so much for asking. Um, <laughs> I am torn between the emoji and the super spooky one, but I really liked my super spooky one last year, so I think I'm going to go with that. Not sure if that's what I'm doing this year, but we'll see. Okay. Mm -hmm. Lastly, pick a Halloween character. What? Isn't this what we're determining? Anyway, would you like to be, or I don't know if this is if you want to be or which one you like the most. Your options are witch, vampire, the boogeyman, or Frankenstein's monster. Which I would like to say for a BuzzFeed quiz, I appreciate that they knew it's Frankenstein's monster. Well, if you really think about it, Frankenstein kind of also is a monster. Oh, yes. In a moral sense and an ethical sense. He's more this man let people die. <clears throat> Not only did he create this being and just go, well, figure it out. He, like, actively let people die and didn't tell anybody about it. And he also knew that he was creating something sentient. And when he said, please, I'm lonely, I need you to stop, like, break... Break me out of this hell that I have inflicted upon myself at your hand. He said, nah, you're ugly. Get gone. Also, Mary Shelley was 19 when she wrote that. Wow. Yeah, don't act like a failure. <laughs> yeah. Mm. But, um, anyway, it's well, I was going to say, potentially we should call. I know, listen, it's the book, but if Frankenstein was in the real world, we would call him the monster, and we would call Frankenstein's monster Frankenstein's creation. Or the victim. Because he's a beautiful soul, turned to violence due to really not having any other, not knowing any other way and having a father who's a total <laughs> uh, <laughs> Anyway, my answer is the boogeyman, <laughs> because he's got a funny name, and boogeyman is funny. What about you? Um, I'm actually torn between a witch and a vampire because those are like the movies and the books I like to read the most and watch the most. Um, just based on the pictures, because the vampire looks like a very cheap... I mean, they both look like Halloween costume. Um, I'm kind of liking the vibe of the witch more, so I'm going to go with that. The vampire almost looks like off-brand Lady Gaga, like, <laughs> like Mrs. Goo Goo or something. But yeah. the witch kind of just looks like, like a cool witch outfit, you know? They put effort into the marketing for the witch costume. You could be a witch in the modern day and just be like, I'm a witch. Wah. Look, your books are floating. <laughs> but if you're a vampire, you're like walking around, you're like, oh, what a lovely sunny day. Oh, my God. Ah. <laughs> or you sparkle. Or you, or you just like sing sad songs about an ice wizard. Yeah. That would be something as well. All right, are you ready to find out what you are? Mm-hmm. All right, you are... Did you see what you were already? No. Okay, I'm going to read you the description All right. first. All right. So, <clears throat> you enjoy the feeling of wind on your face, and you'd ra probably rather be alone than in a large group. You are a bat. Something in the way. Mmm-hmm. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh can i read you yours oh yeah sure you have a unique mind and you're often thinking of things the average person can't even understand you're an owl you're owly ah, i am owly and also i feel like mine's like such a compliment it's like oh you're so wise and you think things and you're just like you're like the wind and to be alone you're lonely <laughs> You're a lone wolf, and by lone wolf, I mean lone bat. <laughs> squeak, squeak, squeak. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's also not what I was expecting for Halloween creature. I was, I was thinking it was gonna be like a vampire, or, you know, but whatever. I think.
think whoever made that quiz didn't know what the word animal was. They're <laughs> like, you're going to be one of these creatures. Like, they go to the zoo to see all the cool creatures, and it's like, those are animals. <laughs> A creature, I would assume, for example, if someone were to create life out of miscellaneous body parts, or, you know, mm-hmm. something like an animated skeleton or like a vampire or ghoul or something. Uh, perhaps some kind of species that is just completely subjugated and only Hermione understands that they really shouldn't be. And also he's a little cranky. True. Yeah. In fact, he's so subjugated that I don't know if he was even in the movies. He was. He was? He was. He's so subjugated like, that I forgot that he was in the movies. Twice. Twice. Well, the whole the whole house elf subplot was cut though. Yeah. The whole spew thing, I think, right? Yes. Yeah. Anyway, um, I'm still. I need to finish reading that series because I'm borrowing them from Mike, because I never read them. Really. Yeah, I just finished Goblet, so I got three okay. more. Um, the longest one. The longest one. The one with spew in it. Yeah. Well, the beginnings of Spew, anyway. Um, anyway, so that's what I have for today's episode. I appreciate you being on. This was fun. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All the drinks were very good. Uh, I'd love to come back sometime. Perhaps Christmas? Christmas? Perhaps. We shall see. We'll see how it goes. Um, Julia, you might be back next next episode. <laughs> we don't know. True. Um. We got to figure that out later. Julia might be back. Whenever Julia comes back, we are going to talk about maple uh, because we haven't talked about that flavor yet. And Julia loves maple. So that one does have to wait. But I don't know if that'll be next episode or not because we are just vibing and playing it by ear. Nice. Um, As always, thank you all so, so much for listening. If you're listening to this the day this comes out, welcome to October. We're here. We're happy. We're excited. Um, As always, all of our sources are going to be in the episode description and when i say all of the sources i'm literally just going to grow grab every source from every episode i reference so you can do all sorts of research um i'm also going to have a link to the quiz and i will have a link to each of the previous episodes so you can go get the recipes from those except for the chamomile london fog you'll have to get chamomile and then adapt to the london fog all right and if you want to check out some cool social media stuff you can feel free to check us out on (laughs) webergood.com That's webrewgood.com. Uh, we're also on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pandora Podcasts, uh, Amazon Music Podcasts, YouTube Podcasts, etc. Podcast. <laughs> and yeah, you can find us on social media on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok at webrewgood. And, or you can send us an email over at webrewgood at gmail.com. And if you want to find me, too bad. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, feel free to check me out on YouTube, uh, Ryanator41. That's R Y A N A T O R space F O R T Y O N E. All one word. But mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And uh, what kind of things do you do on on the YouTube's over there? Oh yes, yeah, it's, it's not not tea and coffee related. Uh, it is generally you know gaming stuff got some mostly minecraft a little bit of rocket league maybe some pokemon going on but call of duty and yeah call of duty as well yeah lots of gaming stuff some crossover alleys and alleys and some of them as well mm-hmm. but yeah it's a lot of fun and vlogs occasion good sound effects yeah with with some silly sound effects thrown in there guitar shark my favorite <laughs> 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 Look at that guy. That's Guitar Shark. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so thank you again for being on podcast. Um, Usually at the end of the episode, we find some sort of way to incorporate guinea pigs. Uh, And I think a guinea pig dressed as Frankenstein's monster would be very cute. So long as you find, like, things that aren't going to cause the guinea pig harm, you know, but they have that kind of squarish shape already. (laughs) Like, I feel like it could be a whole vibe. Yeah, I feel like you could you can make a guinea pig sized like headband to have the little like metal things coming out of the side of their yeah. head. I think that would be cute. Send some pictures, everybody. Yeah. Draw some fan art. I don't know. Yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> I think if you were able to develop a way to give your guinea pig headbands, it would really help them to stay brutal. Ho ho Stay stay brutal. Stay brutal, everyone. No, I lined them up to think like I did the chai there.
Oh, uh, so stay, stay brutal. brutiful. Thank you. <laughs> I'm gonna leave it all like that and then sync it up. So I'll be like, stay brutiful. Whoa! <laughs> I thought you were. I did. I thought you were making like a one liner. Thank you all for your business. Your business is appreciated. Thank you.